nice. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, who knows what day it is? Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday, my dudes. What year is it? We're doing great. We're doing great. Okay. Good to see you. Welcome again to the Game Audio GDC Podcast Morning Meetup. Yeah! Without Anton Woltek, uh, the co-founder of the podcast, uh, I've been inviting different co-hosts uh, throughout the week to lend a hand to moderating the discussion and uh, helping out. So this uh, fine day, we have Isabel. Uh, and it feels like things are in a good groove, right? Uh, Everyone made it here. There was rain, um, but the chairs are all set up. You're all kicked back and easy. Um, yesterday was a marathon. Uh, all day, game audio, into the night. Uh, I want to talk about it. I want to unpack what happened yesterday. I want to talk about uh, the best things you saw, heard, or things that inspired you. I want to hear about great conversations that you had in the hallway, at lunch, dinner, or otherwise. Uh, and I'm hoping that we can move swiftly through a lot of different things so that people can kind of grab onto that inspiration and take it with them through the rest of the day. Um, and we can talk about what's coming up for that. So if that's okay with everyone, great. Um, so again, thank you for being here. Thanks for doing this. Who saw something good yesterday? I think I can help kind of start that thread. Uh, the very beginning of boot camp yesterday um, was the Assassin's Creed Odyssey systems, like audio systems talk. Um, and personally, I had never seen a director so willing to kind of bear the insides of their systems. Um, which I think is incredible because there have been projects that I've worked on where the system is extremely minimal and that invites its whole other host of strategies and then I've also worked on projects where the system is extremely extensive, not half as extensive as what they've done with Odyssey, but in some cases that I did find myself sometimes working on those more extensive projects thinking like, oh man, like the system's running everything, like, like kind of feeling really like countercultural and like, yeah, like just let me work without the system. Um, but what what they had to say about that was, you know, don't fight against those systems that are helping you ultimately is that they had to automate so many of their processes because it's just such a massive scale. Um, and I think they're unique in that they that whole team is dealing with a very special scale. It's like you know, you have a universe to work with. Um, whereas I think in more independent projects, we don't always have that ability because it's you know it's just a huge game. Um, but there is something to be said about dealing with you know just letting the computers compute and kind of take over that brain power from us that we like to hold on to. Uh, but it frees up a lot of space for us to be very creative and make very interesting choices. Um, and I just thought that that was a really cool way to kick off the day and sort of like remove that expectation of like, you thought we were gonna tell you this, but like actually no, the system, like it plays nice with everything. It's not a creative stymie. Um, and I might be unique in thinking like, <laughs> but <laughs> like it's, it's extremely helpful to kind of hear that from somebody that I respect so much to be like, oh wait, okay. That, that was necessary. I'm interested to see if anybody else had similar thoughts or any thoughts on that talk, because that was a really good talk. <laughs> I really loved that talk, yeah. and um, the thing that really appealed to me is the fact that the, the creation and tweaking of that system is where a lot of creativity goes, and that's where a lot of that creative energy goes, that you would have been tweaking one individual bird sound, now you're tweaking the concept of bird sounds, and I feel like that's that's where we need to be creatively in games. Yeah, I think it was a, it set a scope that I don't think we let ourselves think about outside of a AAA scale, um, that I think is important because it's how the people doing AAA are thinking of things. And you know, if, if 
we want to similarly be making strides. Um, we might not have the same budget capabilities, but at the end of the day, we have the same creative space. Yeah, and that systemic approach feels like the next wave evolution of a game audio pipeline workflow. Right? It seems like uh, we've arrived in a place where we have game engines you can pick off the shelf. We have middleware for audio, we can pick it off the shelf. Um, huge amount of potential just within those two, uh, those two things, right? But the gap between them is really where the, the next evolution needs to come from. Uh, other thoughts on Lydia's talk or? Yeah, like the early, like making those creative decisions and, and setting up the, you know, even the scaling of volume and like, are we whispering or are we, are we yelling? Um, to do that so early and getting that in the game and it's, you know, it's already kind of mastered in different places. So the designers are going through their levels and yeah. their works are not works and it's way early in the process. That was pretty inspiring to see a pipeline that's uh, leveraging, you know, tech and reaper and that, that was inspiring for me to just jump at that. But um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and one thing that you said there, the idea that with this systemic approach, you can very quickly stand up a system to give other disciplines context on how audio plays a role in what they're doing, right? So that you get the dialogue in early, it gives a game designer a context for the pacing of the game, right? Because so often that maybe dialogue comes in late and you find out that everything is just smooshed into like a half hour of gameplay without good pacing. I mean, maybe that never happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that flows across all the systems, right? That, that um, if you have sounds systemically uh, spread out, even if they're not the final sounds, it can give context to the scenario designer who is firing off 500 uh, explosions on a frame and what that sounds like for audio. Like, you want to figure that out fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't yet converted to Reaper, so I'm not back at it yet. But uh, I, I liked a lot of the use cases that they, that they showed as well because it went beyond just sort of using this as an easy way to batch out a lot of files that are named. But, to enable them to be more creative when they're cutting their dialogue, um, to be able to queue up a take from three months ago in another part of the world and then punch right in. Really, really cool. Yeah. So building those systems to enable them to be more creative and not just kind of facilitating a lot of files using Reaper and those integrations was really cool. Yeah, Reaper. Yeah, well, I guess, that's what I hear. I mean, <laughs> pretty handy, a lot, of, a lot of folks think so. Hands up, who's using Reaper out in the world? Yep. Uh, Pro Tools? Okay, okay. Nuendos? Nice. <laughs> A couple of lone wolves? Adobe Audition? Oh, one voice. No hate audacity, right? I've got that. No hands. I've got that. Hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, okay, who, what else was good yesterday? Um, it can be talks, it can be sort of just like chit chat you had with someone. Yeah. All right, Chris. Um, yeah, so the last time surgery, we got into this like talk about middleware and the DAWs and like the functionalities we wanted um, in our DAWs from middleware, like things like, you know, like mimicking the containers of wires. Playback regions randomly or in sequential order at a typical dust and kind of like in Soundcaster from wise. Um, and then kind of similarly talking about the AW features within um, middleware. So that was a really interesting discussion and it kind of led onto me and some other people talking about we probably don't read the script for so. Right. <laughs> it's like it should be relatively simple to get that done. Yeah. Somebody was telling me yesterday, I don't remember his name, I apologize if you're here, um, shout if it's you, um, 
the, the, the new version of FMOD that's coming out synthesizes with Reaper, and you can automate things that will take the CPU load off of, of FMOD, because instead of exporting and baking into your banks, it will interface directly with your Reaper session and spit out processing that way, instead of, like, I really want to go to their booth today and be like, explain yeah. your wizardry. Um, because that would save a lot of time, that would save a lot of space. You could do some really amazing stuff with that without having to worry about, like, okay, I exported the files, I know exactly what I want them to do, where, you know, how do I set this up in my middleware? And I think blurring that line is really cool. <laughs> um, and which, who were you having that conversation with? Um, it was... So Damien, that, yeah. Damien. Cool. Um, Martin C. Anderson was there as well. Yeah. Uh, there... Yeah, again, I think we're, so we talked about systemic design helping to close the gap between a game engine and an audio engine, right, and the work that needs to be done there to uh, tie those things together. And I think that conversation was also about closing a gap, a gap between a DAW and audio middleware, right? So we are really lucky to have these tools that absolutely get us there faster, right? That's the beautiful thing. But there's still that gap, and it's gonna take a while to find the right workflow and kind of um, the emergent workflow of a community that comes from the collaboration between everyone in this room and the developers, right? Because, um, because yeah, they're reacting to the needs of the community to the needs of the developers, and so bridging that gap, right, is that evolution we're talking about. So thanks. That was that was a great talk. I dug it. Uh, lunchtime surgeries. Who went to those yesterday? Who thinks I'm talking about something on the History Channel? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, okay. Uh, these were great conversations uh, in the middle of the audio boot camp with each of the speakers, kind of a speed dating for game audio, uh, chance to throw ideas out on the table and uh, get some different perspectives, not unlike this. So, mm, morning time surgery. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, pause. Uh, If it's the first time that you're speaking during this podcast, we're going to try to say our name, the gender pronouns we use, and maybe your audio identity, how you identify as an audio person or game developer. Uh, if there are some off-discipline folks here, that would certainly be fantastic to get those different perspectives, but please uh, lay that out up front. Uh, also. We are recording, and there are a lot of people here. User projection. Uh, I know that karaoke, which we'll get to, <laughs> was on fire. But um, well, let's yeah, let's just be aware of that. And uh, yeah, again, it's great to have a, a large group here. Other things, inspiration, cream off the top. I want. The good things. Oh, what else? I actually have some research here from two days ago, if, if that's all right. It was um, in my sleep deprived state. I neglected. <laughs> oh, by the way, Joe, he, him, sound designer. Um, there was a talk. I don't remember the speaker and I don't remember the name of the session. I'll find that out. But it was on um, actually representing accurately mental illnesses in games. And in a lot of her examples, um, she sort of specified how the music and the sound design were um, sort of helping to convey the experience of whatever this particular condition was in an accurate way. And it was just a nice kind of eye-opener, a nice reminder that if you're in that sort of situation, if you're, if you're working on a game and you have a character that has a mental illness or is supposed to be representing a mental illness, then it's our responsibility just as much as any other discipline, anyone else on the team, to make sure that that experience is represented accurately and um, with the right sort of purpose behind it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, sensitivity to you know how you portray different stereotype aspects of things. And that was part of the narrative, or uh, yes, I think it was part of the narrative. Cool. 
That sounds like a great talk. It was. It was really good. Definitely want to check it out. I think audio has a unique stake in a lot of like sensitive stuff because it is such a deep sense of ours that like you know if you can't see you can still hear like it, it I feel like there's a and there's a lot of cues that come from sound you know if, if you're panicking you're hearing clouds if it alerts you to danger like if you hear something in the distance it's and I think the the way that it, the, the the fact that sound interacts very intensely with horror games in particular and things that can be sort of cerebral like that is no accident or like is right. it, isn't something that we should overlook is that it's an extremely visceral role that we have and for doing our jobs poorly it can come off as insensitive at a much more magnified level without even meaning for that to be the case um, it can be voices it can be sound effects it can be music it's I think we just have an extra layer of sort of self-checking to be like, okay, you know, am I, am I being extremely careful about all of these choices that I'm making um, when it comes to representing whatever experience you're trying to build? Totally. Totally. Thank you. Hey, Nora. Hi, how are you? Um, I just want to say, Adrienne, who's right there, I, were you talking about her talk? Was it your... Adrienne that was uh, giving the talk on game audio accessibility, or? Where? Here? Oh, no. No, no it was not. It was not? Okay, so Adrienne is pretty much an expert on this topic, and she has a, uh, she gave a really cool talk at MIGS uh, last year about this. Um, and she has a blog coming out soon that we're going to publish in the next couple of weeks uh, on this topic for anyone who's interested. It is the MIGS talk online. The mix talk is online, the video is online as well. Uh, it's on YouTube. You can just go to the Audio Chromatic YouTube channel or our blog and you'll uh, just will find it. What is your blog? Uh, it's the audiokinetic.com uh, blog. Uh, remind me what the name of the talk, the title talk, talk title. The title, do you remember at the end? Game Audio Accessibility and Game Audio? Creating uh, Accessible. Uh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Go find it. Yeah. Really, really good content. Great. Cool. There had to be more stuff from yesterday. It was an audio day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was. You had the luxury of only one audio talk, all you know, at a time, all day long. So you do not have that luxury today. Uh, which means that tomorrow when we come in, it'll be interesting because like, uh, like Joe's share from, from Monday, right? we can't be everywhere all at once. So part of this is being able to bring these experiences that maybe uh, other people have not been able to have right? as a way to kind of feed everyone with uh, as much good stuff as possible. I actually had a really interesting conversation with Francesca yesterday, and one of our, our other colleagues, um, who I don't think is uh, still asleep, <laughs> but we were kind of standing around, like just killing some time, chatting about life and kind of where we're at, and we kind of hit on this topic of like, what do you do outside of audio? <laughs> is do you have an identity beyond this discipline? And I think. That's something that I think about a lot that I'm very intent about is that like, yes, I have an Isabella that is not anything to do with sound, with music, with like nothing that makes, <laughs> well, that, not that it doesn't make sound, but it, it's something that is that does not hinge on me being the one to create the sound of the music or like it's, you know, whether it's interacting with music, that's fine. Or like something that just gets you out, gets you away from your desk moving ideally that would be the perfect world um but the fact that like not a lot of us it, either because we're not at a point in our life where we have to worry about that or um it's very easy to just keep grinding if you're a young fairly young healthy person like you're like yeah let's do more hours but i think it's especially if you're young and healthy like to set the habit of balance balance yeah and it, i think this, as on the younger end of things, 
there's a message that comes across that's like if you're not working, if you're not grinding, you know, you're doing something wrong, like you're wasting time. Absolutely not true. That's a lie, and you will burn out. And I think it's everyone has a different limit, but I think to know where your limit is earlier rather than later is going to do you a huge service because it's it's better to sort of step back and maybe lose an hour of work time per day, but feel that much better about sitting down to do it the next day. Yeah. Um, and like. It, it even has to be one layer beyond, like, shut the computer, go in the living room, pick up the switch. Like, it's even something further removed than that. Like, it helps also to inform your design at the end of the day is that, like, if you... It's what you bring back to. Exactly. If, if you are being enriched by something completely divorced from audio or music, um, it makes you more dimensional as a person. And I think that that's something that gets lost in a lot of the chatter, especially with conferences like this when everyone is talking shop. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, question. Uh, if you feel comfortable and you feel like you have something that uh, defines you outside of your current area of expertise, please raise your hand if you're interested in sharing. I'd love to hear some of the things that people are um, yeah, doing outside of game audio. So if you're comfortable, uh, we're just gonna go really fast, like bam, 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 bam. So, I mean, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> so hold up your hand and I'll call and you'll say and it will move really quickly, okay? Go. Press, technical sound design. No, 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 sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, cats, plants, and baking. Yes. Photography. Yes. Photography. Yes. Cats, wine, board games. Wow. You're promoting. Yeah. Oh, board games and skiing. Cycling, basketball, making vegan cheese. Yes. Ooh. Soccer. Yeah. Hiking. Awesome. Cooking, uh, photography, walking. Yeah. Theater, improv, gardening, sports. Alex. I can do photography. Awesome. Uh, stop motion animation. Hell yeah. <laughs> Exercise. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Dogs and D&D. Yes. <laughs> photography and running. Excellent. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> I call it adult Legos, uh, electronics. I'm making effects pedals in the garage. Oh. It's still sound related, but okay. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for sharing. Yeah, I mean these are the things that we bring back yeah. to our day, right? Uh, creativity doesn't exist in a vacuum. Maybe, yeah. yeah I like it. Colorful, like important. it. Yeah. Great, great perspective. Cool. Thanks. Um, the second half of the boot camp was like rapid fire, right? Half hour talks, five of them lined up, twenty minutes, drink coffee, like amazing. Uh, we had um, we had Philip talking about Angry Birds. We had DB talking about voice casting. Uh, we had um, Josie talking about freelance. Thank you. Stephen mm -hmm. talking about PR, like Gerard. Gerard Marina. Yeah, Gerard talking loop tricks. Um, it was really a super grab bag uh, mixtape of game audio techniques and disciplines. Um, and every year, Scott, Selfin, and I, you know, try to curate the boot camp as this full spectrum game audio representation in as much uh, as we are able to, right? To try and give this slice of, uh, of different walks of life within our profession. So uh, all the speakers were fantastic from my perspective. I really valued it. Uh, if you were there, fill out your surveys. survey and, um, and yeah, thanks, thanks Stanford. Uh, I want to try something. We're going to shift to look forward today. We're going to try another interactive thing, right? Games, that's why we're here, right? <laughs> so this will be a fun game, okay? Uh, there's a musical thing. Your musical thing, person? Uh, it's called aleatoric. Yeah. What is that? That is when you, it, it is music without meter or tonic or. It's, it's very soundy 
music. Perfect. Yeah. So here's the experiment. I'm going to, at some point, raise my hand. And when I do, you're all going to start at a low note and slowly go upward in pitch. Everyone here knows what pitch is, right? Amplitude, is that your own, you know? Are we making an acid for somebody? I mean, we're talking Amazonic here, so this is going to be gold, right? No. Uh, okay, so this will, uh, this will signal the shift forward from... Oh, we didn't talk about parties, though. Parties were so good. Wow. Okay, think about that for a second. Let's talk about parties. <laughs> yeah, put a pause on that. I'll come back to it. Uh, so, nah. Uh, okay, so, yeah. Who went to the Denizen's Pizza Kitchen? Yeah, all right. Uh, how about, oh, yeah, great. If, you're, if you feel comfortable, I want to hear what kind of pizza you had. Ready? Hold your hand up. Go fast. Same thing. Ready? Okay. Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. yeah. Some tostada, some pepperoni. Wow. That's your good. Yep. Pepperoni. Yep. Gluten-free, <laughs> thank you. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Margarita. Great. Okay. That was fast. Pizza Kitchen is great. Uh, D.B. Cooper, Game Audio Denizen, Sam Hulick. Uh, this is a Facebook group for people who are unaware. Um, great community. Again, a great online community. I don't Facebook, so I'm not super deep into that. But um, it's great that they pull that together. I think she called it the Jillionth Annual. Yes. Uh, that's a lot, I think. <laughs> um, OK, other parties? What else was good? Dolby Park. Dolby Park. Can we say that in here? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I usually like to just crash that with 12 of my newest friends. Um, but this year it was just kind of casual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was fun. Always good. Uh, karaoke. Yeah. Where are my people? Yeah, okay. I saw you there. Uh, <laughs> highlights? <laughs> um, Blair Shinkert. Uh, it's not Sutter. It was what? Uh, there was a wonderful rendition of American Idiot, a lot of headbanging, uh, there's a small star. I, there, I counted two Mr. Brightsides, um, <laughs> at least, but um, so naturally I'm Horace today. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. RJ, what do you got? Uh, probably always Jesse's rendition of Enrique Iglesias. Ooh. <laughs> it's a good one. This one was like a disco one. Yeah. Wow. Hero. Hero. Yeah. Hero. Yeah. Was that like a closer? Or? No. Ah. Pretty, pretty solid midway through. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of the road Enrique Iglesias. Rachel? Uh, I just want to thank our sponsors again for karaoke yesterday. So thank you, Audio Kinetic, and also A Shell in the Pit Audio uh, for sponsoring the event so that everybody can attend for free. And there will be, hopefully, a bigger event next year for those who wanted to go but couldn't get tickets because I know those are snatched up. Thanks for all of you who came out, and uh, see you next year for karaoke. Yeah, and a round of applause for Rachel. Thank you. Yeah, I went on a three-room mashup. I went from a solid, no doubt, Gwen Stefani rock block, right into the Ramones, right into the middle of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> okay, so it was great. Thank you again to everyone. Uh, okay, anyone else? A wild in the streets, like... Hanging from a fire escape, anything good? It was Indie Apocalypse. Um, I got to see What the Golf live for the first time. If anyone's seen that Bopner on their Twitter timeline, it's hilarious. Like, it's it's the only demo that I think I've been watching and just like cackling the whole time because it's just goofy. Um, it was a very full party, so there wasn't like, it was one of those ones where you couldn't really talk um, to anybody, but there were lots of demos rolling around the whole time. But I got to see What the Golf in person, so that was really cool. 
Uh, welcome, latecomers. There's uh, there's at least five chairs over this way. Uh, at least two over this way. Uh, if you'd like to see, sit or or even here, some stools up front to just come yeah. back. Yep. Uh, okay, but yeah, I think we're gonna try this thing. You're all imagining it. It's gonna be incredible, right? It's gonna be like the. Uh, THX from hell. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, are you ready for this? Okay. Um, so, right, I'm going to put the hand up. You're going to start low. There's The intermittency is the amount of time that it takes you to get from your lowest note to your highest note. And when we've got a really ripe and painful uh, high-frequency tone going, I will... Cancel that. Yeah. Okay. So great. Uh, is everyone ready? <laughs> oh. Okay. So this is all you. So be one, two, three. something on the schedule that's like, oh, I've been trying to get better at that, or like you're very interested in looking at what the capabilities of something are, um, those are great. Those are really, really, because they're super digestible too, they're like 10 minutes long. Yeah. So, and then you can ask questions, and people are very approachable on the floor. They're always really excited to talk about their stuff, so I think it's great. 
something that GDC is trying this year is they're creating these kind of chill out spaces that are discipline focused. So buy all of the audio tools, middleware uh, booths that have a demarcated space that you can just kind of hang in and chill. Um, so absolutely take advantage of that. I think that's a great idea. Expo floor can be kind of loud, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, if it goes well, maybe next year we will build some kind of anechoic dome over it. You <laughs> <laughs> might want to give some feedback on yeah. the uh, <laughs> dome. Uh, Mike, uh, he, him. There's a very street piano in the in the audio community section. Uh, Simon was tinkling on <laughs> several dead keys, but it sounded pretty in tune. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but just just a request, we're like right beside that, so don't go too crazy. <laughs> no Pendereki. Stick to the Elton John tunes. We'll be fine. Great. Great play. Yeah, uh, so I was wondering, um, Carousel Con, because I heard about that, but I do not know, one, because it is raining, and two, because the carousel is under construction. Is that still at the carousel? It is at the park behind the carousel. Okay. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> for those who don't know, I'm Matthew Martinson. I'm Sam Zadrock from Vancouver, Canada. Uh, I organize, with this year, the help of some really great uh, curators for, for the uh, speakers that I've got. Um, I organize CarouselCon, which is used to be next to the carousel, but that is gone. So it is now in the park behind the carousel. Um, it is, takes place at 1 p.m. and it's just some casual people doing five to ten minute talks. Um, so grab your lunch, come out. It's going to be possibly wet today, but I'm from Vancouver. This isn't rain. It's still a camp. So we're still going to be there. Grab an umbrella or something. Come on out. Um, we've got two people lined up each day, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, and I actively encourage people to step up and give their own talks that they want after that. Um, this is a community-driven event. Uh, it will go as long as people want to get up and keep talking. So if you've been inspired by something you've seen here or something you think is missing from here, uh, please get up and do a little talk about it. It's, there's no slides, there's no PA, just standing up in front of a bunch of people and, and talking. Uh, the only caveat is do not give any talk that's at GDC. We don't want to steal any thunder from the conference that is wrong. Cool. And I think it's an open invitation anytime between noon and one to roll up on that, uh, that grassy knoll with some lunch and just kind of chill with your community. Um, it's a great spot usually, and I'm sure even with the dampness will be a great hang folks. So thanks again for coordinating that. Thank and you. that's every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, one o'clock. Come a little early. Bring some food, get comfy. Get there and settle in. Yep. Uh, there's a few heartbeats that I have here at GDC. This conversation every morning, lunchtime, uh, behind the carousel, carousel con, and then whatever the party is <laughs> at night, right? Um, but what about presentations? Uh, is anyone going to see any? Does anyone have, like, who's got the spreadsheet of <laughs> things that they're going to see? Yeah. I do, uh, but actually, I don't know what I'm going to see today. Um, but uh, I think there's a Gang thingy today. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Game Audio, Game Audio Network Guild Town Hall. Are any Game Audio Network Guild members in house? Great. I mean, this is, uh, this is your community. Uh, be good to contribute to that uh, and hear what uh, they're up to. Um, one of one of the organizations representing game audio here at the conference and uh, at large in the community, along with the IECIG, which also is having a party tonight here for audio professionals. So circle back. That's that's the one tonight, right? Say it again. 6 p.m. Uh, and that is actually, if anyone has 
audio folks in town, maybe not at GDC, you can get into that party with either an audio business card or a GDC pass. So it's open to friends that you might have out here doing similar things, but not at the conference. So keep it easy. Uh, great. Thank you for that. Uh, other talks, presentations? Just uh, before uh, that, you just mentioned passes, and I'll reiterate something I said a couple days ago. Uh, if anyone is more here to experience GDC adjacent, as in not actually going to the conference or the expo, uh, we do have um, Expo Pass Plus, yeah, Expo Pass Plus, uh, that we have some codes for. If anyone needs an Expo Pass Plus, uh, just come and find me. Let me guess. You bought one, didn't I you? I did. All right, next year you know better. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what, what's the difference between plus and regular? Uh, Expo Pass gets you into the expo, and I think that's pretty much it. Expo Pass Plus, there is a subset of talks that it gets you into. It's a very specific, like these are the eight talks or something like that. It's all on the on the GDC website. It tells you exactly. And I guess the other difference is like a hundred bucks. Um, I already have an Expo Pass. I was just curious for next year. Well, take a look at it. I mean, think you can always replace your Expo Pass with Expo Pass Plus. And and just um, presentations. We have four today at our booth. Uh, Richard Ludlow starts out the day talking about uh, Hexany's work on Blade Runner Revelations. Um, God, I can't read that. Some folks from Disney, Max and Nick, are doing their, um, I don't know if anyone ever tried it, it's an AR Star Wars experience where you put your phone in this helmet and it uses mirrors and all of a sudden you're like lightsaber fighting Kylo Ren and stuff. It's really actually, it works shockingly well considering it's like a piece of plastic versus a HoloLens or a Magic League. Uh, and then someone over there mentioned the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We have uh, Simon Harris from uh, Ubisoft talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, back half of the day. And uh, Michelle April is talking about uh, putting mu the music of Dead by Daylight and uh, their other game, Death Garden, which kind of, I think it early access. So that's just at our booth, so all you need is an expo pass to go see. Sweet. Audio Kinetic booth. Great to have those things lined up. Dig deeper into the Assassin's Creed systemic design from the project side and wise. Like He's going to be there for two hours, so he's not just talking and then leaving. It's questions and digging, like he said, digging deep. So yeah. Feel free. That's pretty real. Cool. Cool. And that's the Audio Kinetic booth for anyone that doesn't so know. So call 1041. Yep. T-shirt. And I'm really stoked about that. So at 3.30, go to Audio Connect because I want to be there and absorb it all for myself. <laughs> That's okay because you'll be back tomorrow to tell us all about it. And I'll tell you all about it. Right? Yeah, Simon and I are going to dig deep into all this dynamic side training and stuff. Uh -huh. and, you know, Sounds good. You know, Mike helped me explain it to you all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence, um, uh, I'm a software developer from San Azure Ambio. Just wanted to say between 12 and 2, we'll be having some demos right here upstairs. Some of you already saw yesterday the AR uh, demos we've been working on, and Krotos uh, uh, is also giving some uh, sound design demos, which are pretty cool. So, so feel free to join at any time. Awesome. That sounds Still great. Too. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that also reminds me that. Of course, the iSig parties tonight, and then there's another, um, there's a panel here tomorrow as well, right? That's right. Uh, about audio, mixed reality. Uh, should be really interesting, great lineup of folks. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Um, yeah. Duncan, uh, Ehim, I'm actually interested in the Battle of the AI Dialogue today at 10, so yeah. That's cool. the one that I want to go today. Pretty much hit on this kind of thing. Is that, sure, machine, um, is that machine learning? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, nice. I can't remember what is it, but it was pretty much tech body, like how you would say. Um, but yeah, better than five, yeah, I love Great. Come back tomorrow and tell us about it. Okay. <laughs> can't wait. That sounds, that sounds cool. Matthew? Uh, I'm excited to go to the Game Audio Culture Roundtable that you happen to be hosting. Yeah, uh, cool. 5 p.m. I think I always like to enjoy the roundtables, getting on the YouTube for people and discussion around things. So. Yeah, Game Audio Cultures. Today we're tackling culture uh, inside of a studio, your audio team, your relationship with 
the studio, a relationship with the community, how you, uh, well, come to it. Um, the roundtables, like you said, are really an interesting facet of GDC. Um, you know, a lot of presentations are slides, talking, fire hose, information, and the roundtables are these unique opportunities to get a little more dynamic interaction, kind of like this, uh, but very topical, very focused with uh, some content matter experts who can lend context and help uh, guide conversations. That'll be a good one. Thanks, Matthew. I'm Dave, by the way, if you have a working match with There's a non-audience-specific talk about dreams that the PS4 title that's coming out. But before that, there's a musical pre-show where they're performing a bunch of stuff live in dreams. So I'm really looking forward to that today. Yeah, did anyone see, has anyone seen any of the dreams footage? It's nuts. Pretty nuts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with the whole remixing right in the box. And so like apparently Todd Baker, who's done some music for other games as well, is going to be there and some other That sounds rad. Go ahead. Oh, uh, Michael Keehim, uh, composer and audio designer. Uh, I was just going to say for Dreams, uh, they had a working uh, version of it on the train jam I was on. Uh, and they actually invited the team was there to uh, help us figure out how to use the tools to kind of create in the game. Um, not sure how many people on the train jam partook. We were all kind of busy with our own. Games that we're trying to create. Sure. With that, they were also essentially participating in the train jam too, as well, right? Like they were making yes. a game in Dreams on the train, and then that'll be up whenever the. I assume they'll put that up when the beta goes live. I believe so. Yes. Okay. I know there's more things than that that y'all are planning to do, so bring it, because I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm I'm kind of counting on it. Yep. Uh, the mixing in a sandbox, Just Cause 4. Yeah, mixing in the sandbox, Just Cause 4. Cool. Uh, that's an Avalanche game wise. No, that's that's F-Mod game. F-Mod, yep. that's what I meant. <laughs> uh, okay, that sounds awesome. Uh, who else? This is the rapid fire now. Fill me up. Lynch. Yep. Sound design demo derby. Sound design demo yeah. derby. Is yep. anyone entering the demo derby? Everyone should. It's like it's a very good way to kind of get rapid fire feedback on a reel. Um, even if you don't feel like your reel is like super shiny, especially if you don't feel like your reel is super shiny, like it, you have to be okay with criticism because it will be. It's, they're not going to take you down, but they will give you feedback on what it's like. Um, I know folks who have like put it in and then gotten a ton of feedback and then completely overhauled it and it's night and day. It's, it's pretty amazing. Because um, obviously reels are very subjective things, but these people who are giving you the, criti like the, 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 the critique um, look at reels all day long. So they know what they want to see, they know what they want to hear. Um, especially if this is your first GDC, especially if you are just starting to break into your career. Um, it's pretty invaluable, and it's very cool because you get people's eyes on your reel on a big screen, and you know, even if there are parts of it that need to be shored up, um, there's always somebody to be like, oh man, like that one part, that was awesome. Like, it, even if the whole thing, if you, even if you're gonna go home and redo the whole thing, people are still gonna see your stuff. Like, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so if you do get the chance, I don't know how submission works. I don't know if submission has already been done for that. Right. Yeah. Submissions have already closed okay. for that, yeah. Anyways, if your reel isn't on it, go, you will learn something. Yep. It, it, because I guarantee you, if it's on someone else's reel, or if it's on your reel, it's also on someone else's reel in a similar aspect. If it's a UI offering, uh, if it's creature stuff, like people are going to have the same touchstones. Um, and so you're going to learn something from someone else's work. Um, yeah, I'm going to give a hot plug for Real Talk, which has been in operation for about two years. And you want to talk more about what Real Talk um, is? I, I'm a previous co-host of Real Talk. Uh, Kevin Rangby from Power Up Audio 
does it every Thursday at 4 p.m. on his Twitch stream for Power of Audio. And that's specific time, yes? Specific time. Um, where he dives into one or two reels as if a reel that, and website could come across his desk from somebody applying for a job. There's nothing is looked at beforehand. It is all first gut reaction of like, this, you know, somebody applied for a job and this is the reel they sent me. What do I think of it? Um, and it's it's very honest, good feedback. People have done the same thing as the demo derby have gone and redone all their reel afterwards and it's night and day. Um, from the time that I was doing it, it is just about every single person was way better than their reel was showing. Like it's not that people were unskilled or bad, the reel was just not showing what they were actually good at and what they actually wanted to do. So. Um, these opportunities to get your reel in front of people before you're applying for jobs, um, as Isabel was saying, is invaluable. Because yeah. these people <coughs> at the Derby, Kevin, um, I still will privately review reels for people. I'm happy to look over stuff if you want to send me things. I'm sure other people here will as well. Um, we'll give you advice that uh, you, you apply for a job, it disappears into a paper you never hear from them again. And you don't know why. So. Get yourself tuned up before that. Yeah. Go ahead. I would highly recommend Real Talk. I, I got mine reviewed two weeks ago. Definitely made me feel less confident. Okay. Yeah. And we we're talking like two years of public reviewable Real Talk, right? Yeah. The archive is there too. You can go and dig into all the reviews that. Kevin and I have done. Yeah. So you can watch a bunch and you'll see the similarities of the same people making people making the same problems yep. over and over again. And you'll see those problems in your reel after they're going down. Yeah. Didn't you do a talk last year? Yes. So Kevin did a talk on real talk. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> dig in dig into the the GDC vault if you have access. Uh, Matthew and Kevin did a like top 10 things not to do uh, in your reel. And again, culled from over a year or two of experience with seeing hundreds of reels, right? So valuable. Uh, and I think the community is very supportive in that way of trying to, trying to lift everyone up and, and show the best self, right? Cool. For the demo to read. It's been great. It's good. I think there's two days of it. This is the first one. There's a sound design and music. Okay, cool. Uh, both would be valuable, even if you don't consider yourself one or the other. Um, it's handy to know what sort of stuff people that will be working on your team. Um, you know, you're going to have to work with composers. You're going to have to work with sound designers. Um, to know what they kind of have to bring to the table, so you know what to look with, look for if you're ever in the position of needing to pull someone on. Um, it's just helpful, even if you don't see yourself in a manager position or a producer position at any point, um, to know what passes snuff at some point, um, I think is very helpful and it keeps you current and it helps you determine your own opinions on things too. Um, like if people are keep saying like, oh man, don't put this on yours, and you're like, but I love seeing that. Like it's, it, it's helpful to kind of build an identity um, early on to see what people are being critical of. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other talks, other inspiring things today. Uh, the freelancing and contracting roundtable. Excellent. Roundtable, again, I will say, great opportunity to get interactive with things and hear a lot of perspectives. Thank well, you. And especially for the people who might this be their first GDC, the roundtables are not on the vault afterwards. So if you have a choice where, oh, this talk looks cool and there's a roundtable, probably go to the roundtable and watch the talk on the vault. Yep. Pro tip. If you have the vault, which really kind of confused me last year when I left here and I was making a lot of those decisions based on, oh, I really oh, yeah. want to go to that talk. Audio pass, you don't get Audio it. pass, you don't get the vault. You need the conference pass. And that kind of blew my mind because I made several decisions based on that last year. So. Yeah. And Expo Pass Plus does not get you the vault. Yeah. <laughs> Question about the vault. When you get the vault, uh, Eric Keegan, um, 
when you get the vault, is it for the year that you had the conference pass, or is it access to the entire vault for one year? Entire. Yeah. And it's only it's limited to like one year, right? It's not like, oh, I had the pass, I get it forever. Correct, one year. Right. But man, you can just download everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sure could. In fact, it's a bandwidth hog. Yeah. Yeah. If there's a torrent. <laughs> <laughs> GCVault.exe. <laughs> it's actually dot wave. <laughs> it's five dollars. Only five. I was like, yeah. it's, 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 it's like five five, five times speed. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to print fast. Perfect. Uh, okay, so that is a lot of cool things. Thank you for sharing that. And then, so tonight, I sing party. That's the audio place to be, from my perspective. Um, and that's back here, six, 6 o'clock. Other parties? Is anyone going to anything fun outside of that? Not about parties, but black gaming that's happening tonight. It's at the African Diaspora, UCO and African Diaspora, for anybody that would be interested in that. So it's not a party, but it's a party like yeah, yeah. What makes her a social? Yeah. What time is it? Six o'clock. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Morning. Yeah. Or the couple of metalheads hiding in the crowd. There is currently this thing called a metal gate, where it's like arcade with metal. So they're gonna have a lot of uh, metal games up there. <laughs> cool. Might be fun. <laughs> Where was that? Um, 405 Samsung Street. Okay. Written down, but I guess you can check it on the internet. Metal Cave. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> they're not hiding, they're just uh, there. Yes. Nobody's hiding. Nobody's hiding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody's really friendly and like Oh, yeah. I mean, they will. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? when you walk in on the first floor, those doors that have been closed <laughs> for the whole conference so far is their stage area. Yeah, IGF Awards. Is, <laughs> has anyone been to it before in past GDCs? Yeah, does anyone want to talk about what it's like? I'm Jeff, I forgot to say that before. Uh, it's fun. It's it's like watching, you know, Oscars or the Emmys or something. Um, the joke writing can be a little bit hit or miss, um, but it's, it's a fun time, especially if you like happen to know anybody or played any of the games that they're talking about. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun, right? It's a good spectacle, and uh, if you've had enough of people, it's not a bad place to recharge for a while. I think you can also on the expo hall floor play the games. Yes. Yes. There's yeah. a, or maybe it's not the expo hall. It's They've a got an thing idea across the way. Somewhere. Yeah. 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 And that's always fun. That's where I played eight belt for the first time. And that was fun. Sweet. Sweet. Thanks. Yeah. I think you're gonna have to clarify a little bit on this, but the GGP party is tonight. Is it at DNA Lounge? GGP. Yeah. Uh. Gay gamers party, basically. Oh, uh, I'm, I don't know about that one, but on when tomorrow, well, today's Wednesday, tomorrow is Gamer X. Um, it's an LGBTQ mixer at Jamber. Um, I don't know if it's closed or not. I found out about it on Twitter like a week ago. Um, but if you want to mix with any LGBTQ devs um, or people in this sphere, Haunt Jamber around the time that it's ending. Um, if if they, because I don't you know, I'm not exactly clear on what admission is like for that. I believe it's 21 plus. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure about GGP. And I don't know about um, GGP. Uh, I'm pretty sure is 21 plus. If I'm correct, and I'm sorry, the details are a little bit fuzzy for me, but I believe it's at seven at the DNA Lounge. Um, Okay, I'm seeing heads nodding. So I think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, it's blast. Uh, it is 21 plus. Um, I hear a lot of good things about it. Um, there's, I know Richard Lamarchand 
uh, is a DJ. He's um, a wonderful human. So, if nothing else, you can go just to see like one of the lead designers on the Uncharted series just wrecking oh, it on the DJ. He's so. <laughs> <laughs> pretty great. So, anyone on Twitter? Yeah? <laughs> it's, uh, uh, if you haven't found it, hashtag GameAudioGDC, right? It's, uh, it's a great resource on the ground here, a way to communicate, a way to say, hey, I'm rolling out to this party, who's in, and have just, uh, you know, 15 of your newest friends roll up with you, and, uh, and you never have to feel alone it's, in some ways. It's also, it's also a good spot to kind of, like, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got about GDC is never eat lunch alone. <laughs> is that, like, even if you just are kind of like, you're like, all right, I bought my lunch, like, put out a blast tweet or something and just be like, yo, who's free for lunch? Like, who's hungry? Who wants to chill for, like, 20, 30 minutes? Um, like, I'll be at XYZ place for however long need me here. Like, I, it's it's one of the best ways to sort of feel like you're still in the current. Like, obviously, if you need a break, take a break. Yeah. Um, but, but you can send up a community flare like that. Yeah, and it's, it like, if you just, like, post a selfie somewhere in the conference center or, like, at the gardens or wherever, like, you will undoubtedly attract one or two people at least. Um, yeah. And then it's easier to sort of make decisions as to, like, where to go from there. Because, um, I don't know about you, but, like, the energy of sort of being around other folks is really helpful. In that, like, sometimes if I'm just like, I just want to sit, uh, it's like, no, <laughs> I'm here for a reason. I want to be, like, in it. Um, yeah. To be with other people who can also be like, yeah, let's go do that. Like, it's it's very helpful. Yeah. Um, so just kind of, like, put out the call and people will follow. It's fun. Yep. So in as much as the Game Audio GDC hashtag is a way to catalyze the community on the ground here, uh, it can also be used in conjunction with the game audio or game audio dev hashtag in order to kind of share the learnings that you're uh, having throughout the day with the wider game audio community. Uh, one of the things that I certainly recognize is the privilege of being here, right? And so for me, whenever I'm able to try and um, share some of the learnings throughout the day with the wider game audio community at large who's not able to be here on a daily basis, um, for me, that's that's something that uh, that is a value. In the same way that this podcast is, in the same way that everyone here sharing today uh, will get amplified to the wider community to bring them into this experience and and hopefully lift everyone's boat in the process. So, yeah, it's a Twitter's a pretty cool tool for that kind of stuff. There's some trash fires, but <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, so with that, uh, take care of each other, take care of yourselves.
water. Yep. Yeah. And we'll see you here again in the morning. Okay. <laughs>